Welcome back to the family table. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Noah. And the coffee pot is on, so pull the chair and join us. We're back and better than ever. Better than ever. That's right. We're healthy. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on something, man. Yeah, no, I think we, that, that, that too shall pass. I thought we'd start this week with a quick farm update, uh, farmhouse. It's, uh, I don't have tons to report this week other than um, we've been getting back on our feet, so I've not had lots of time to get over there this week. I did go by the rest of the uh, second floor subfloor that we needed, so 15 sheets of that, and uh, some, some 1x3 furring strips to run perpendicular on all the ceilings on the first floor so we can hang our drywall and have more to screw into. And we are, I mean, just days away from uh, electrical work. So in the next week, I anticipate getting the first floor, all the electrical boxes installed, and then start working on running wire. And uh, my father-in-law, Pat's an electrical engineer. He's going to help me get my meter base set. And uh, Duke Energy is going to come uh, install the main line. Uh, we're doing an upgraded panel, and so they're going to take an aerial... Um, pole down for us and run it underground so it's not in our way and so that's coming up here real soon uh, but that's where we are and we did but we did have one big thing happen today it's really big like yeah. it's like it's pretty we've been excited for it for a long time yes you want and this is like the first time we've had all new of something too that's right all new kids <laughs> we got all new kids coming <laughs> Upgraded models. <laughs> Some of the old with the new. We get to uh, count uh, depreciation <laughs> over the last ones. And but. however much items they broke, right. go against them. No, just kidding. Um, we, our appliances arrived today for the kitchen, which is super exciting. Uh, we ordered those back in November. And you're like, wow, that's a really long time to wait. But we actually like pushed out the delivery date as long as we could because obviously there's going to be stored for a little while until they can go into the kitchen. But um, we have six new appliances coming to us. I feel like we've used a lot of used appliances in our days here at this house, which have served us super well and cost-effectively. Uh, but we have a washer and dryer. And you might say, like, oh, did you want something super fancy with your washer and dryer? I could care less. What I did was I went through the, the store and just looked for the big, biggest cubic feet a washer could hold. And I was like, that's the winner right there. So washer and dryer, a refrigerator, a dishwasher, and hear me out, two full stoves. Not two like stackable stoves. Not but wall ovens. Not wall ovens. Two full range ovens and stoves. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what I'm really excited about. We host a lot of our family's gatherings and just a lot of our family and friends over and holidays, parties, and something that we are sort of really upgraded in our new kitchen is two full stove and ovens, which mm -hmm. is going to be beautiful. It's really going to be yeah, beautiful. Yeah, they're called slide-in models, so they don't have Traditionally, the back of the stove is kind of a big arch, and it's right. where your knobs are. Uh, this is; these are more on the front. Flat tops, yeah. They're flat tops, or in, the induction heat is out there. Are, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know, but they're electric and they're flat tops, and so we'll have eight total flat top burners on top. 
and, and two warmers on each, and a warmer on each one. And a warmer in the middle. You're right. Yeah. And then the biggest. I mean, they're like the biggest oven boxes. I don't know how they're measured, but it's bigger. I feel like the ones are oh, bigger yeah. than what we have. And so we'll have two of those plus the proofer boxes down right. below right. slash. Uh, Cast iron storage. Cast iron cooking storage. <laughs> uh, like, for example, if you come to our house on Thanksgiving, like, and you open my oven, it is double stacked. It's like there's not a single... Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy. So I'm really, really excited about this. And it double. made a lot of financial sense. There was a really good sale. So we spent, like, $4,500 on... That was including the five-year warranty. Yeah, it was an amazing uh, financial deal. But... Uh, the ovens were only like $850. I don't mean right. to sound like only $850 because that would have, been, that would have killed us you know, when we first got married. But um, this is uh, a great financial deal, but it's not the best financial deal on appliances that we've ever gotten. Because we've already done that. <coughs> we, Sorry. I, I I, I, I'm looking for a... I told him before we started, I'm get trying. all your sneezes Woman, and coughs I'm out. I'm asthmatic, okay? <laughs> Macalem, okay? Like... <laughs> I can't. I can't Get him out, it. Coley. I need a, some sort of a, a mute button. But right. I can't quite figure it can't out. It out. So when we f we have had one major appliance sale that I don't think we'll ever ever beat. Um, really, I don't. I don't think so. Do when we moved to our current home, um, really it needed ev everything. There wasn't a dishwasher in general, which I remember like the first like week. I was like, I think we'll be okay without a dishwasher, <laughs> and we only had one child then. Like yeah. that's crazy. And we got, so we didn't have a dishwasher. The fridge was like an apartment style fridge. So it was, it was very petite. And um, it was, uh, there were wall ovens, but wall they ovens. didn't work at the time. They didn't work. But there was a cooktop. No, like, separate. Drop in. Yeah, and it didn't, I don't think it worked. It had worked. I don't think it had been used for a long time. And so, I don't remember ever even trying them, to be honest with no, you. No, I think, yeah, I don't know did. So we, we knew we needed some, but we knew it's a huge financial. Yeah, we were really strained. We were po. Well, and we also. We're selling our house when the market wasn't awesome, right. and so we were had been through months and months of having two mortgages. Yep. So like it was, it was hard. So we were like, "What are we gonna yeah. do?" We so, moved in. We're moving in, literally carrying carrying in boxes and unpacking. And we had family here, and I said, "I'll just run in town and get Pizza Hut," which was by by the way the last time we had Pizza Hut. We're just not Pizza Hut fans. Uh, so I'm driving down the road on Murphy, honestly a mile and a half from our house. And this guy's pulled this trailer out by the road, and I, I don't really notice it. On the way back, I notice it. There is a stove, a dishwasher, a refrigerator, water a softener, water softener, and a uh, electrical called? exercise machine. That shows how much I work out. So I was like, "What's that thing called?" It's you know, you a, stand on it. Yeah, it's a hanging clothes hanger. Um, <laughs> and they all were the same color, and I, I just kind of pulled over. And I was like, hey, uh, is this all for sale? He's like, yeah. I said, well, how much you, you got a price on it? He said, what do you think? I said, I don't know. I've got $250. No, I had $200. And he said, you you make it 225 and it's yours. Yeah. So I came home and found $25 more. <laughs> <laughs> and then went down and pulled his, I think we pulled his trailer he, up here. And he delivered it. Oh, yeah, he drove it up here. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, so and that's have lasted. Well, it's still it, we still use the the stove. stove. It's something left, I think. Yeah, the dishwasher lasted a couple a while, years. a good while. The fridge lasted a good while. Uh, was that the one with the door? 
Or did we get that? That was separate, no. yeah. No, we, that one lasted. And then we got a refrigerator secondhand from a guy, and it was French doors, left or side-by-side doors, and in the refrigerator side, there was a, call it 20-inch by 20-inch like box right drop in the down door and it was a drop down door and you could like put your milk or whatever you use all the time we used it for tea and for milk and that door would drop down and it was a shelf and it was awesome that way you didn't yeah. have to like lose all of the coolness and efficiency mm-hmm. and whatnot but that was amazing i looked for that on our next purchase but they just don't make them like no they, they did to. it was like crazy expensive yeah they made a, a little a much bougier yeah. style um are you going to try to say the word bougie in every podcast? Uh, well, it's, I thought about renaming it uh, Bougie City. Bougie City. But, um, Golly. You know, okay, we're getting... Uh, I, have, I just want to have one more okay, uh, follow-up on this. Uh, the tea usually went in that box um, until Elizabeth made a mess one time. Um, do you remember making such a mess? I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> So, first of all, I think this will be a whole other, like, podcast, whatever. Noah and I rarely, like, rarely is, like, too generous of a word. Never, near never, mince words, fight. Like, really, we really don't. And this incident (laughs) is one... That will stand for the record books. For the maybe. record books, it wasn't even a fight. It was the silence. I think that was so de- detrimental yeah. to the day. So it's early Saturday morning. I must. I think it was. It was a weekend. So sure. I wasn't trying out the door for anything. Saturday morning, and our kids don't sleep in, and so they always wake me up. And so I went to get up with them, and. I'm fixing like breakfast or whatever and Noah comes out and we're like talking and all of a sudden I open the fridge door and somebody who's 6'3 in our house set the full gallon tea pitcher on top of the fridge overnight but (laughs) didn't push it far enough back so when I opened that fridge door it came crashing down. It was like the movie Carrie. <laughs> okay, like she's on stage, and the, the the blood pail gets spilled, and blood gets everywhere, and like it just dumped. And it wasn't a prank. It wasn't like I couldn't. It have could have been a prank. That's how like better. it was. I just had this horrible tendency of my hand. I open the fridge door, and what I want is in front of the tea, or the tea's in front of what I want. And so I would grab the pitcher and just lift it up and put it on top. And I must have forgot about it, and. So it fell on me, and (laughs) it's like dripping. Like, my hair is dripping. I could have wrung my hair out of iced tea. And my husband (laughs) says from across the room, Did it get you? Oh, I was not a happy camper. Yeah, so that was a horrible fridge. That was just not made well. <laughs> but these are so, quite quality. The fridge is full. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that was the appliances are kind of, Oh, no, that was a good deal. It was a, yeah, mm. it was a good appliance deal. So, yeah, appliances are, are almost all here. Tomorrow we get our fridge and what, dishwasher? 
I don't know. I don't know why I didn't just put them on truck, but uh, happy Valentine's Day. We got, <laughs> we got our stuff. Yeah. Um, just uh, changing gears here. Um, and I said I wasn't going to make this very long, but we're 10, 12 minutes into this now. Uh, just a quick reset for, we've had a lot of new listeners joining us, and that's been really awesome. I'm getting a lot of great feedback, either through you know, Facebook or on our Substack. Um, just a quick reset of like who we are real quick, and like mm-hmm. a haiku, if you could. Um, uh, just tell the, tell the folks who we are <laughs> tell and what we are. we're doing here. Right. So I'm Elizabeth, and this is my husband, Noah. Um, we have been married for 13 and a half years, and we have um, five children. If you'd like to know more about our children, you can catch one of our other family table talks where we let each child do a little interview with us. But we have Henry and Elliot and Benjamin and Amelia and Arthur. Um, they're really great kids, but the best thing I think we've ever done in our life. That and the tea pitcher on and the, the tea fridge. Pitcher, whatever. And we are in the process of rebuilding my family's homestead in, in rural Indiana. We will be the fourth generation to live there, our children being the fifth generation to live there. And um, we are just in the journey, in the process of rebuilding it. Um, we have a small little, I guess, hobby farm is what you'd call it. We have mm-hmm. chickens and we have meat goats, and you probably can hear them. We have our two guard our, our two livestock dogs outside we have collie murphy and great pyrenees eleanor and we also have two cats our mousers and if you can hear in the background maybe we have currently have chicks in our living room like every family probably does mm, right mm-hmm. <laughs> probably centerpiece not. centerpiece um so that's who we are noah his day job is he is a high school public teacher he teaches business at our local high school that's right and I homeschool our children, but I also work part-time in adult education, so helping students who have not finished their high school diploma complete their um, high school equivalency, GED test. Yeah. So we're both in education. Uh, we are moving to the farm. We're gonna, we've got hundreds, literally hundreds of projects to do. <laughs> I mean, not just build a stinking house, uh, but like... Uh, we have so many things outside. This that there's been other generations lived there and has left us materials and treasures. supplies, treasures, in treasures. a dilapidated form. But I look at things like, oh my gosh, I'm going to make this out of it, and so we're going to make videos about it. Talk we we about might it. both suffer slightly from some ADHD. Well, and this is kind of what we're getting to tonight. <laughs> um, is I want to talk about the DIY mindset. Oh, I got to stop. Um, Yes, I'm a teacher, and I've had a lot of students lately come up to me this week and say, Mr. Cole, who listened to your podcast? Oh. I've had some really sincere, like... Shout out Northview really, students. Well, shout out any, Northview any students. Any individuals you to shout out? Or just... Shout out Mr. Dakota. Oh. And I think he's uh, really been helping me uh, push it out there. I've had um, two or three people this week, uh, and Pedro, shout out Pedro, uh, who like, oh my gosh, you know Mr. Cole, has got a podcast, and they're like trying to... You know, pushes out there and get people subscribed to the YouTube channel, and it's it means a, it does mean a lot that they're not making funny and that they like are nice about it. Are so. you sure you can read the room correctly? I don't know. There's probably you know there's probably some sort of uh, anti Mr. Coley Instagram page or something <laughs> like that. But anyway, thank you guys so much. Now, what I want to talk about tonight is our DIY mindset, our crafting, and our hobbies. 
Okay. Um, and I don't know what order to do this. I was thinking we would start with your with um, crafting uh, and work into hobbies, and then in general talk about why are we so weird? Why are, let's in, get weird. Yes, getting weird, get weird. And okay. we think we can take on the world and do it ourselves <laughs> in most most of the time. Oh. So let's start with crafting. Elizabeth, yeah. you are the the craftiest person that Aww. I've ever met. Thanks, friend. I mean, Martha Stewart uh, can kiss your feet from jail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you always have been. Yeah. As long as I have known you, you're always walking around. Uh, you have several. I'll let you, you all talk about your stuff. Right. But you are, you see something. For example, you saw a T-shirt for Elliot for his birthday. Uh, an idea for a T-shirt on, I don't know. They came up on, like, you know, on social media. They things like Etsy or somewhere it was. Right. And two days later, you had that exact replica made. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. My brain works that way. You know, I don't know. Where I, did it start? Um, Were you artistic as a kid? Probably. I think I, I'm a tactile learner, so using my hands is always really helpful to learn. And I, growing up, we always had a lot of craft supplies, and I think that probably helped, too, that kind of freedom to just make things. But I remember at a young age wanting to make stuff like that, you know, like the Valentine's Day boxes or making the bracelets or making, you know, painting or just being outside. Um, so I think my brain has always kind of worked that way where I can see something and I know I can either make it or I can figure out a way to make it. For sure. And you painted at a young age. I did. I used to do a lot of watercolor painting with, from a young age. My great aunt, she um, was a painter, and so I would take Which one? my Aunt Mitzi, who also lived in the farmhouse. Oh, really? Yeah, she did. And um, she was a big inspiration, I think, to a lot of my, my artistic views on, on life. And um, I took, for several years, I painted at her house after school one day a week, and it was a lot of special time. Um, with her, so I think a lot of that came from her. My mom is super crafty too. Mm-hmm. I remember her always, you know, helping make us costumes or if we um, wanted something to be made or, or done. Mm-hmm. So I think that probably is where a lot of it comes from too. When I, and also my undergrad is elementary education, which probably fit just into being mm-hmm. super crafty. But I really, like, really, if you come to our house and you're like, I would like to make this craft, I probably have the craft supply right. on hand. And something I really enjoy is when we have friends' kids come over and they like to craft, they know, like, it's a free game here. Like, oh, you, wanna, you want to get 10,000 beads out? Sure. sure. Like, I, I don't care. Um, so maybe, go ahead. Uh, well, and yarn. For Now, you've been a lot better lately <laughs> about yarn. When we moved the last couple times, I have moved... You know, I feel like tens of totes of yarn. Right. Um, what had happened a few times was, because you're an amazing crocheter, I thought you maybe get to oh, that. Oh, well, I didn't know if you want me to get to that yet. Yes, I do crochet yeah. a lot. And um, I've crocheted probably since about eighth grade. So really decades Did now. classes? No, I just taught my... My mom do some basic crocheting, like she knew how to make a granny square. So I learned, she taught me how to make a granny square first. And then I sort of just taught myself the rest of it. And really, that was sort of before YouTube. That was yeah, really before YouTube. Absolutely. So I remember I would find like patterns online and um, print those off and sort of just learned 
how that worked. Um, when I was in high school, I took a fiber arts class, but I was well into crocheting then. So really, mm -hmm. I only took the class because it gave me an hour every day I could just crochet at school, not be in trouble. So that was really why I took the class. Which... You still have some of those projects? Oh, I, a, I do. I have a chair. Chair? Yeah, I, I made rugs and I made some other stuff too. I've never sure. seen you use a loom. Did you ever use a loom? Yes, I've made a couple of table runners. I'm pretty sure it's still my parents' piano at home, that oh. table runner. So I have used um, like a tabletop loom before also. But, but with all the yarn that we had, people would pass away, old ladies <laughs> and, their, and old ladies' parents, and we would get a call from a neighbor or something right. and said, we heard your daughter's the one that likes all this yarn. And I mean, we got like hundreds, black trash bags. Hundreds of uh of which is so, it was so sweet and so kind it really is yeah, um i used to just it. i used to keep all of it because i just felt so <laughs> honored by it yeah. um and i would feel like well they gave this to me and i should be grateful so i would just keep all of it mm -hmm. and but now and people and i still love when people give me stuff because i love that they thought of me and that they know this about me um but i will like if i know i'm not going to use it i will ask another crafter friend if they would like it um mm -hmm. So I have given away some. What's some of your favorite crochet projects you've done? So, so I've made a lot of like stuffed animals, like a lot of stuffed animals. Um, like, like right now, like looking, I can see on the floor, like there's a pig on the floor. There's the Grinch is on the floor. You made um, a mascot for our school. I made Northview's mascot for Noah's class. I have made, you know, chicks for Easter for people, a lot of elephants, some fox, a lot of cows, a lot of cows, and dinosaurs. I made some dinosaur sets for people. A lot of times it'll come up of like, oh, someone says I'm a baby and their theme is this, and so mm -hmm. then they'll want me to make something to go with it. Also little dolls, which have been, like Amelia loves little dolls. Newer blankets. Newer blankets. A lot of customized where I've able to crochet people's names in them or or object of some sort. We'll have to share, uh, try to find a picture, like Arthur and Amelia's Oh, yes. Name and I bear put their name and, and their bear on it. Um, and something else I crocheted a lot and really enjoy are cardigans. I've made a lot of cardigans. But weirdly enough, I don't. I wear a cardigan, I would say, almost every single day. Yeah, like, I right do now. have one right now. But I've never made it's myself a cardigan. Night cardigan. My night cardigan. But I've made a lot of cardigans for people, sometimes just as gifts for people, or um, I've made several. If we have friends who are going through a sickness, I've made them cardigans. And then last year, I made Amelia a cardigan. And actually, the style of cardigan that I make, um, I've named it the Amelia. It's a very, like, it's the same kind of style of cardigan, but just the different colors. And Amelia's cardigan. Is it hanging up right there? It's, yeah, it's hanging up right there. She, I she I was wears crying it. about it earlier today. Oh. I can just hear Dolly Parton singing. <laughs> so Amelia, usually, like, I put, like, a pattern of what the stripes are going to look like or the, or the texture. And Amelia wanted her own cardigan, but she wanted all, she kept saying all the colors, all the colors. So I let her just pick out a piece, a skein of yarn at a time. And it gave me such, like, anxiety, like... Just to have no like, no plan of what came next, or like, do these colors complement each other? Or they clash, but it's like one of her favorite things. She wears it a lot, all the time. I mean, she probably her favorite thing to wear. And what was so sweet about it is like, as I was making it, I was like, I used this yarn to make so and so, you know, 
so-and-so's fox. I use this to make a baby blanket for so-and-so, or, or I use this to make a hat that matched this coat or this scarf. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of sweet to be able to think about each product that I had made with that color yarn. So it is her coat of, her cardigan of many colors, I guess. Um, and then recently, sorry, you, we keep going. I was, well, you're going to say it. Talk about your two best ed- sellers of all time. I don't know if I want to talk about it. So I made Elliot when he was about probably two. Sure. Because Benjamin was a baby. Um, he, Our children really liked Daniel Tiger, like Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood on PBS. And he had asked me if I could make him a Daniel Tiger sweater. So, of course, like when our kids asked him, like, obviously I can make that. Like, do I have a plan? No, but I'll figure it out. So I made him like a red cardigan that had a zipper, like Mr. Rogers sweater. And then I made a hood and ears and stripes to look like Daniel Tiger. And he wore it and we got a lot of compliments on it. People were like, where did you get that? And I was like, well, I made it. So I had people ask me to make them for their children. So I started and then I thought, I wonder if I could like sell them for real. Cause I think I always have projects going that people have purchased from me. Um, but I was like, let's see if I can actually make it and sell it. So I dove into the Etsy world mm-hmm. and I post about Daniel Tiger's sweater and it It was like fifty bucks, right? It was a I did fifty dollars a sweater, which I thought was crazy expensive. Like maybe I think because I have lots of kids, I'm like, I can't spend fifty dollars right. on something for everybody. Um and people bought them like crazy. Like between a Halloween I only did it for one season, and here's why. I did it for Halloween because people bought them for their children's Halloween costumes. And Christmas, I think I easily made, what do you think, 60? Yeah. 60 of these Daniel Tiger sweaters. It's all you did. It's all I did because I was new to Etsy. I didn't know how it worked, so I didn't put a limit on what I had available. And they just, they sold so fast. I, like, had no control over it. Like, I... Yeah. It was. And it was. A, it was a and good were, for a little bit of money, but uh, that's all I did for like three months straight. Like all I did, and um, not only that, but then I like turned it off where I couldn't take any more orders, and pe- people were like messaging me saying like, "I will pay triple what right. you have it to get this," and it was really. And the pressure came, and it became no longer fun. It was no longer fun. It was awful. Like it was just terrible, and. Um, I think a couple of years ago, my sister said, can you make my son a Daniel Tiger sweater? And I was like, I don't know if I can touch red yarn yeah. because it was that bad. And I made Somebody, him one because yeah. I love him and he's my favorite nephew. But, and I can say that because he's my only nephew. I'm not like, I don't actually have favorites. But um, I did. I made one for him and that was really it. And I've had people recently, not recently, since then ask me. And I just say no because I can't yeah. do it. We go to Gulf Shores in the middle of October every year for fall break. And you were on some deadlines, and like the three, four, five nights before leaving, you never came to bed. You sat in a chair. I remember you were really in a phase of watching Mamma Mia. You would watch Mamma Mia and crochet, and you would fall asleep with your hands still moving. <laughs> and like we were looking, we were driving around. You'd, of course, then it's a 12 hour car ride, so that's a perfect time to crochet. Right. And then we were driving around Gulf Shores looking for their. I've mailed so many. I've crocheted them on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of a traumatic, I guess, crocheting experience. Um, The the positive one recently was when I was, yeah, when I was a kid, my grandma, Bernie, she purchased 
homemade stockings for all of her children and their kids. And then as other grandkids came along, they got them added also. And a few years ago, my mom had said, I really wish we could have more of these stockings. And they were a knit stocking um, because, you know, since then we've had spouses add and grandchildren. So one couple years ago, probably what, two years ago, in the middle of the summer, we knew I knew they weren't home, but I knew where their Christmas decorations were. So Noah and I snuck to their house and went through their Christmas decorations. And I pulled out a stocking and like took it home with me. And I replicated the Christmas stocking. So then my mom's birthday is in November, so I made them for like all of our children, you know, my the spouses and um, niece and nephew. And then they came to her for Chris or for her birthday, and then this year I decided to open that up for orders. And I had such a it was such a positive experience. Mm-hmm. Like people were asked, I, I, we sold I sold several, and people were just you know giving me giving such good comments about how you know now that's like their family's tradition. They've got a tradition now. They do, and I just really that was a really special like yeah. not PTSD crocheting yeah. order. That was a really sweet. Um, I'm always nervous because of when they've got deadlines and you're crocheting all the time, but you always somehow magically pull it yeah, off. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's always great. But um, the biggest evolution of you in the last five years okay. has been the cricket. Oh, yes. We, my. I have a joint custody <laughs> of a cricket. It's a timeshare. <laughs> it's a timeshare. My sister, mom, and I purchased a cricket probably four years ago together. And it stays at my parents' house because that's the neutral ground, I guess. Right, yeah. And we, I do a lot of cricketing. Nothing to sell. Never. I, I don't think I'll ever cross that. No. Um, but I make a lot of T-shirts, a lot of cups. Hats. A lot of hats. Um, if you've seen in our pictures, our swag, our our uh, logo. I created the, our logo. Mm-hmm. I created our um, Hoosier Heritage logo. And I've made our T-shirts and our hats. And, and I have a couple more things coming our way with swag I've not told you about. It's a surprise. Oh, hey. I know. So not to... But secrets. you really enjoy it. I do. It's, it's I do. I, I do. I for some reason I just see things like that differently. Like making our farm's logo. Our I do. I just see things differently. It kind of comes in my mind. Maybe that's why I don't sleep well at night. Well, because my brain just is thinking about that. Well, that too. But I do. I just like to. It's a yeah. coping mechanism for you oh, and absolutely. a lot of stress. Yeah. Uh, your it, it's art. Your art is nice. Uh, well, it's a low-cost, high entertainment. Mm-hmm. Our kids eat it up. Oh, they, do. they love when they get something. Oh, it smells like we haven't talked about. Go ahead. Finish your thought. They, our kids love when they get something. Uh, like, we're in soccer right now, little soccer league, and the kid's like, Mom, I need a soccer cup. And so we go and we find cheap uh, canteens. And what are you? You're on the seals? Okay. And she crickets them a seal, and they love it. And... And then one's on the lions, and she creates a lion logo, and he hates it. So she creates him another lo- lion's logo. One of our children is my biggest critic, and he never hesitates to tell me. It's Elliot. Big, it's Elliot. But he's also very creative and crafty in that yes. way. We, we are very similar together. Yes. So when we get a vision, we don't settle. And yeah, so that's, very funny. It's, that's why. We're, we're, that's but the only thing he has of me. 
Because if you don't know Elliot, he is the spitting image of his dad. Absolutely. So that's really the only thing. Lucky son of a god. <laughs> Lucky son of a god. So also we've done that's super like DIY and crafty is we've I've always made our children's Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. And we've had some home run. Yeah. Um, Inside the park. Maybe we can home run Grand Slam <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> Touchdown. Uh, maybe we can post some pictures of those because mm-hmm. they've just been a lot of fun. Now we go as a theme. We go as a family theme. Yeah. And people keep saying, how long will that last? Like, I don't know. Ours is 10. And so far, I mean, we usually, like, at our Halloween, we host an annual Halloween party. We are still at the party, dressed in our costumes, and our kids are always saying, for next year, we should. Yeah. And But we, like, are, they are included in the creation of them. Some so. of the more recent ones I can remember uh, is... We, you built this, I don't know, I would say trifold opening thing. Right. It was a big, like, wall, and it was the color cut out of Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And all the kids the were boys. dressed as the four, or the four boys were dressed as the presidents, and they had a, a head hole they could stick their head right. in through. And they were dressed as the president, yeah. as the person, so right. they, could, they could be out of the mountain and be at the president's And then uh, Amelia was... Lady Liberty, right, and then you and I were just tourists to those two locations. Those right. locations, and uh, we've done Peter Pan, Peter Pan, and what's that? Princess Bride, Princess Bride, Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz, Toy Fra- Story. We did a what you call it, like a, a classic Halloween, a classic Halloween. Like I was Frankenstein, Henry was vampire guy, Ghost, Witch, Pumpkin, yeah. Cat, yeah. Yeah, I was. I got some thoughts for next year already. But we'll, I do too. We'll, I keep notes on my phone. I, we don't tell anybody either, because right. We try to keep it a surprise for when people arrive at our party that they just experience the costumes. Yeah. Well, this week we also put out our uh, February our uh, Valentine's Day picture, mm-hmm. which the kids love being in group stuff like that. They don't. They, I mean, I'm not being facetious. They right. look forward to that. They they give ideas, mm-hmm. and we try to run with them as much as we can. We started doing the Valentine's Day cards for two reasons. One, we were too late when Henry was a baby to get Christmas cards out. But then we did, oh, we'll just do a Valentine's Day card. And then we realized people don't get mail, fun mail like that throughout the They're year. They're just getting Christmas bills still. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's a little pick-me-up in Valentine's. Yeah. So, and now people expect it. Yeah. Like, I got a text, probably from, no joke, five people last week. And they're like, we're awaiting your Valentine's Day card. We can't wait to see what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's just, um, yeah, people expect it now. Yeah. I have some artistic abilities, but mm-hmm. my stuff is in different areas. Um, I love woodworking. I love the concept of woodworking. Yes. I don't do it that much, but um, I've built some pretty neat stuff. Um, I am a person that loves to learn a not a system, but about something all the way down. I'll run it all the way down into the ground. I want to learn every detail. And then I kind of move on. Um, sometimes that's to a fault. I, you know, I know I've learned like not to go out and start buying stuff right away because I'm really passionate about it and I really want to learn everything about it. And then I kind of cons- I feel like I consume everything there is to know about it. And I'm like, oh, okay, and I move on. Like right now, cheese making really interests me. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm re- researching cheese. Like, oh my gosh, did you know that blue vein cheese and uh, wax and all this and i'm like and i'm really fascinated i love learning about the stuff do i think i'll actually be making much cheese i don't know probably not maybe but maybe 
Uh, woodworking was one I did a lot, a lot of. I invested uh, time and money, and my father-in-law, Pat, and I have a woodworking shop. We went together and bought tools, and um, I've made so, I've made some cool things, and um, got good memories of that. I got into welding for a little bit. I made a smoker trailer uh, for uh, big parties and whatnot, and uh, you know, my other. Then I got into uh, digital production, so video production, audio production, and I really like the concept of all that. Sometimes I don't do it as much as I should, but web design, I kind of learn those hobbies and then consume about it as much as I can, and then it lasts for a season, and it kind of it kind of sunset, but I don't have anything I'm actively um, doing right now beside building this house, and right. uh, that's kind of a lot. Um, but that kind of leads me to um, the last section I want to talk about is we have ingrained in us a DIY mindset. M- my first thought is never to hire anything done. Oh, no. Uh, and there's a couple of reasons for that. First um, is money. Uh, right. uh, for the most part, like the idea of having somebody come fix something that I could do is absurd to me. I feel like Dwight Schrute. I only tip people <laughs> things that I can't do myself. Uh, so I tip my uh, urologist, you know, to pulverize <laughs> those kidney stones. Uh, but, like, I remember uh, uh, it, was, it was January 19th, 20, let's see, if I can do this, 2016, 2017. It was the night before Trump's inauguration, so I remember this. And I don't want to say the T-word too much. This is, this is a family show. I'm just kidding. Uh, it was the night before inauguration, and our toilets all backed up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wait. Toilets? Oh, yeah, we have one. We have one toilet. To- the toilet. Um, everything was bad city here. And so I went outside and in the snow hand dug up the entire septic system and uh, you know, figured out what was wrong, started doing some research and found come to find out it'd be like $8,000 to put in a new system and to you know, fix it right and have somebody come do it. And for about three hundred, let's see, three hundred fifty dollars, I was able to take care of the problem myself and nurse it along, and it's still going fine today. That's the kind of like extreme, like uh, DIY that I find myself doing a lot. Um, my both my grandfathers were carpenters, but they never taught me anything about carpentry. I just kind of think it's a little bit in my. DNA to be able to figure out how to do something mm-hmm. like we've rebuilt most of the walls and everything inside our house um, and I learned along the way drywall has not been my friend right. uh, but like we I'm really proud of a lot of the remodeling and stuff that we've done at this current house and I'm really happy how it's going at the new house um, and the idea of being able a to afford to pay somebody but b like I just enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. The idea of, of planning it out, seeing it through. I have a lot of good memories as a kid of like my folks doing projects. I remember them doing like uh, buying a real cheap uh, concrete mixer and us putting our own sidewalks in, or you know my dad redoing 
when I was first born and come home, he kind of redid our first house that we lived in. I've seen pictures, remember some of that. And um, there's, an, uh, there's an ultimate story I'm not going to disclose right now because it's for a future podcast oh. of how to, uh, how do I tease this out? How to come up with a solution when the situation is really bad mm-hmm. and uh, just ma- manage your way out of it. Um, and now, uh, a part of this also is our, our learning styles. Mm-hmm. Um, we both have master's degree somehow. Somehow. Uh, I, it took me forever to get my degrees. I went to school for seven years and finally got my undergraduate. Um, and then my master's was all online. I figured it out. But I found out that I, if you ask me to sit in a room Tuesdays and Thursdays for X amount of hours, I would much rather say, uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Get out of my <laughs> face. Just to be defiant that you told me I had to be here is like I would drive all the way to ISU, walk all the way to Holman Hall, be ready for this chemistry uh, lecture, and be like, mm, I think I'm going to go feed the ducks with my friend Jason today. Like, eh, I don't it's on, I don't want to be on your schedule. I found out, though, that I'm a very wonderful independent learner. If you, point, if you give me the right book or point me in the right direction to either watch a YouTube video, audiobook, anything, I could devour subjects that you could try to teach me, and uh, I, I pick it up, and I become borderline expert level at a lot of stuff. It, I am H-O, as the kids would say. You know what that means? What? I am H-O. Like, I am? No, no. Letters. Oh. I in am. my humble yeah, opinion. Yeah. yeah. you got to shorten that stuff because that's what the kids You saved so much time. Yeah. Uh, so, what I want to encourage people to do is to take baby steps to get to a point where they can try things on their own. Like, their first gut reaction to be, let's see what we can do ourselves. And I, I learned the best lesson of this from an old man named Ben. Um, when, when you and I were first married, yeah. you, we I'd known Ben a long time. Ben uh, Ogborn used to go to church with Elizabeth. He was a sweet old man, his wife Doris. They were just wonderful, salt-of-the-earth people. And I, we got married, and we started going back to your church. Um, and I, I said it out loud. I was in church. I was kind of by myself. I said... And I really wish somebody could teach me how to do woodworking. And Ben must have heard me because he kind of walked up to me and said, you know, hey, buddy, you want to learn about woodworking? I've got a woodworking shop. Why don't you come over on you know, Mondays? Doris will cook you a home-cooked meal, and uh, we'll, go, we'll play out in the woodworking shop. And for the next year, I spent longer than that, longer than that until Henry came along. I spent every Monday after work... Going to Ben Ben's shop, and Doris would cook a wonderful home cooked meal. Uh, Elizabeth and I were just started getting married, and she was just starting to cook. And we have a lot of funny stories about. We'll uh, save those too. We saved some of those. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to tell one of them right now. Uh, <laughs> we were just starting to cook, and I'm I'm a bit of a ranchaholic. Okay, I love ranch with everything. And in those early days, whether it was 100% great or not, I would just, you know, smile and get the ranch and we'd eat it and it'd be fantastic. And that went on for a long time. And then 
One time she made a Chinese type of meal and it was awesome. And I remember saying to her, darling, this is wonderful. This was so good. I didn't even have to get the ranch out. And that was the absolute wrong thing to say. And from that day forward, every time we have a meal, she grabs the ranch bottle, carries it to the table where I'm sitting, and bang, sits it on the ta table. <laughs> Just to spite me. Yeah. But I was eating dinner with Ben and Doris, and Doris made, you know, wonderful, like Salisbury steak and, you know, home homemade applesauce. And she made peach cobbler, fresh peach cobbler, and uh, with vanilla bean ice cream for dessert. I was just absolute heaven. And we have dinner, and we're eating dessert, and I'm eating this amazing dessert. And Doris says to Ben, she said, Ben, what do you think? How's your uh, dessert? And Ben takes a little bite, and he says, peaches are tough. <laughs> And the look on Doris's face. Just kind of an eye roll. I thought surely they were going to come to fisticuff. But they were just, they, she rolled her eyes, and I was like, I just kind of held my breath. But Ben was a sweet old man. And we got to the wood shop, and he uh, taught me how to use all the different machines. And I was remember, I remember being real cautious um, because I didn't want to break anything. I didn't want to get hurt. I didn't want to mess up his pro pro projects. And he just kept telling me over and over, it's okay, buddy. You can't do anything wrong. And he kept saying, like, you can't do anything wrong. If you go too deep, we'll sand this other part down and we'll match it out. Or if you make a wrong cut, we'll grab another board. There's no need to feel this way because there's nothing you can do wrong. I mean, we've got more of everything. And you can always fix mistakes, especially with woodworking. And that kind of gave me the confidence that if I step into something now, like I'm building this whole house and there's some areas, like plumbing, I had never done the full system myself. I just think back to Ben saying, like, it's okay, buddy, you can't do it you can't do anything wrong. Now, that's not licensed to be sloppy. You try to do your research, you watch videos, you uh I I paid for some training, some uh books and stuff like that this time. And I'm very happy with it. But um, just to encourage people to try things themselves, don't just automatically jump out and say somebody's got to fix it, um, is, is the bottom line of my DIY sermon today. <laughs> I think it's a good lesson. You can't do anything wrong. Yeah. Just try it. See how you do. Well, that we'll wrap it up because we're going long this time. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate all the good feedback we've had. If you haven't yet, uh, head over to our website at whosyourheritagehomestead.com and uh, check out, we, we publish, oh, four times a week or so there. We try to do a written article. We try to do our podcast, which you're listening to now. We try to put out a YouTube video and a recipe a week. And the recipe is not... 15 minutes of Elizabeth saying, when I was a little girl, my grandmother Pappy used to tell me this, and da 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 and 15 minutes when actually all you want to know is how much cinnamon to put in the recipe. We just give you the recipe. That's it. It's a 4 by 6 card of recipe. It's amazing. Uh, people have 
begun to really appreciate that. And we try to post four times a week. And if you wouldn't mind, head over to our YouTube channel and hit subscribe. That really helps us out. Uh, we're getting close to our first 100 subscriber. And our goal this year is to get 1,000 subscribers. Uh, that really helps. Um, once you hit 1,000 and you watch a lot of videos, you can turn on uh, monetize. And that will really help kind of incentivize, keep keeping going, and uh, make sitting through all those ads worth it for people. So if you'd help us out, I'd appreciate it. All right. That's all we have today. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. See you.